Well, people, it is day nine. No, it's day 10. Sorry, day 10 of the 67th BFI London Film Festival. We jump in the journey strand and the official competition strand for our two films today. So, if you're ready, let's get it popping. Right, people, we're going to start off with All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt. Okay, people, so we have got the featured directorial debut from Raven Jackson. You know, her new film, All Dirt Roads, Taste of Salt, is from the Journey Strand. Okay. Um, yeah, as I say, Jackson, she writes and directs. The film is produced by Maria Altamano, Mark Kuriak, Barry Jenkins, and Adele Romanansky. It is line produced by Peter McKellen and associate produced by Catalina Rogita. Sasha Gordon and Victor Magro handle the music. Cinematography is Juno Frey. Lee Chattamataku edits the piece. Candice Alustis is on casting. Production design is from Juliana Barretta Barretta. Nicole McMinnon is on art direction. Set decoration is a lot Olivia Cans. And Pamela Shepard was on costume design. Hair and makeup, we have Ren Ruling, Ikea P, and Charlotte Orlov. Our cast. Well, um, we have got Mac, played by Charlene McCure. A younger version of Mac is played by Kaylee Nicole Johnson. And... Okay, I thought there should be an... Oh, yes. The older Mac is played by Zainab Jar. Right, there is... Um, Oh, Toddler Mac is played by Miley Shannon. All right, Lily, 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 the newborn version is played by Naomi Galen. Um, then Robin Kudrup is another iteration of Lily. Oh, another Adrian Jose Badilio also plays the newborn version of Lily. So we have got um, Josie, right? The young Josie is played by Jaya Henry. Um, and then the older Josie is played by Moses Ingram. We've got Grandma Betty, played by Jani Hampton. Tia, played by Layla Lauren Miles. 
Um, there is Wood, played by Reginald Helms Jr. And a younger Wood is played by Preston McDowell. Right, there is Isaiah, played by Chris Chalk. Evelyn, played by Sheila Atim. Um, Ebony, played by Monique Norwood. Jay, played by Kim Bowie. Yeah, that's um, a lot of the main people. Uh, the pastor is played by... Ledrew Drake, Wayne is played by Johnny Gillian Jr. And the gist of the tale is, Mac has been taught to know the earth, the woods, the water and the clay, which her ancestors drew sustenance from. But life itself, in all its messy beauty, is less predictable. So, this is an interesting film, people, right? I would say it is more a kaleidoscope of memories, myth, and lore than your traditional, uh, like, film. Because we are floating between memories and recollections as we travel through the space of Mac's life. You know, we're, we're watching her being taught to fish, right, being taught what the earth can do, how you gut a fish, just all of these different things. Like the, I have never, like, there's a conversation about kissing, and it's like, have you ever kissed anyone? Wait, not even your hand? And I'm just like, I've never kissed my hand. I, I, I'm like, is this a thing? Was this really a thing? People kiss their hand, but I don't understand how kissing your hand can teach you anything about kissing a person. You know what I mean? That was like, what? Baffling. But yeah, this is so hypnotizing, right? Because we have these lingering shots. And the, and the real interesting thing is the shots aren't necessarily set up to, um, I don't know, it's hard to say, because they're not bad shots at all, they're great, because it imbues the essence of what's happening, so it seems to be done in this different way to your traditional shots, you know, it's not necessarily the person in focus, but something they're doing, right, or just one little element of, like, their finger or something, it's, yeah, it, it, it's this captivating way to hold your attention, right, and just keep you locked in to go, okay, what's happening now, like, what are they doing, you know, we go through the life, but yeah, it's not, you know, first birthday, second birthday, but it, it, it doesn't work like that, but we're just seeing all of these different elements and things, you know, it's like we're doing the hit list, you know what I mean, like in high fidelity when it's like the top fives, right, and we're hitting those aspects of the life, and they might not be the biggest things, but the most influential things may be, you know, I have this situation about Lily, 
right? And the way that's all going down. And it's fascinating, right? A conversation sometimes is held a lot longer than, you know, maybe in other films. Or in another film, you might go, that's what we're doing here, right? Why? This is, but it's what isn't said that sometimes has the most impact, right? It's the the pauses, right? It's the contemplations that help invoke these really powerful feelings in you, right? Just watching this and just being like, boy, right? And, it, and it's not your typical story of slavery and just all of those things. It's just inhabiting the land and learning how to, right? Passing that knowledge down the line. I was so intrigued, so fascinated, right? It's hard to talk about this one because you don't want to spoil anything, you know? We have just lovely performances from the cast, you know? They, they just really help bring this alive, right? And as a feature directorial debut, what a ballsy swing, right? Because you can understand someone want to make something a bit more traditional, something that, you know, we've seen before. Because it's just like, ah, let me get my legs beneath me before I do something real experimental. But no, Raven was just like, hey, I've got this vision and that's what I'm going to do. And you got to applaud her for this because it's uh, very well done. It's very well done. You know, the music, does everything just works? You know, it really works. And it was a tough one, right? Because at during a festival, there's always a point where those crazy hours, just the, 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 the level of what you're doing just hit you, right? Hardly slept all these days. And it was hitting me during this film. But it's a testament to what Raven was able to do that kept me so enthralled, right? So, um, yeah, this, if you didn't able, if you weren't able to catch it today, you will be able to see it on Sunday the 15th, right? The last day of the festival. It will be at the Curzon Soho at 12 p.m. So, yeah, that's your second stab during the festival. Now, if you missed that, it is being released on the 3rd of November. So, A24. Now, I'm assuming that cinema in the cinemas, it might be digitally. I don't have it, it's not specified, but the 3rd of November is when this will be out into the world, right? Other than the festival circuit. So, people, all dirt roads taste of salt. It is not 
a typical film, but it's really good, right? I mean, gosh, I mean, Beasts of the Bayou, right? Was that the name of the film? I feel that's the name of the film. It kind of reminds, they're different films, but it's just that really intimate, crazy story that kind of, you know, reminded me of this. But yeah, all Dirt Road's Taste of Salt, people, check it out. And let's close part day 10 with the end we start from. Okay, people, so we jump over to the special presentation strand for the end we start from. Yeah, this is the new film and the actual feature directorial debut from Mahela Bello. It's written by Alice Birch. The film is produced by Adam Ackland. Lee Clark, Sophie Hunter, Amy Jackson, Liza Marshall. It's executive produced by Claudia Yusuf, Eva Yates, Mark Strong, Fanny Sula, Sebastian Rebord, Fanny Nitavalu Boom, Kate Maxwell. Uh, Sergei Marabayani, Cecile Gaget, Lizzie Frankank, Peter Engels, Benedict Cumberbunch, Jody Cormer, Jason Clough, and Dave Kaplan. It's associate produced by Ruth Sweeney, and line produced by Donna Mabby. Anna Meredith handles the music, Susie Lavelle, cinematography. Uh, so it's edited by Artu Salmi, um, Shaheen Baj, takes care of casting, Laura Ellis Crick's production design, art direction is Daniel Draper and Tamsin Gandhi. Set decoration is Fiona Albro, and PC Williams was on costume design. So our cast. I mean, this is interesting, right? Because People don't actually have names in this film. So Jodie Cormer is the mother. Her husband is played by Joel Fry. Right? Fry's parents are played by Nina Sosanya and Mark Strong. Right? We've got um, Catherine Waterstone who is a woman who the mother befriends in a shelter. 
Um, there's Alexandria Riley. Um, got Gavin Park, Gina McKay, uh, Balaji Kahind, uh, Ansu Kabir, uh, Ruth Clarson, Elena Bilova, Raminik Afaluina. Uh, Benedict Cumberbunch is a survivor. Um, Nina Sia. Sinead Trinaman. Joe Wheatley. Hannah Young. Kane Aiden. And Keaton Majamadar. Yeah, they're all uh, featuring in this film. So... This is the jam, right? A woman who, along with her newborn, tried to find their way home as environmental crisis that submerged London in floodwaters and sees a young family torn apart in the chaos. This film, right, is an actually it's an adaptation of a book of the same name by Megan Hunter, which came out in 2017. So this is, man, this, this was really well done. Really well done, right? I like a film that takes something and inserts a realism into it, right? That's why I thought 28 Days Later was so good, because you had like when they were at that army base and the soldiers acted in the way those soldiers acted it's grim right you don't want to see it so it's lucky we didn't see it got stopped before but you think in that kind of situation when you know there's no longer really any law people and not everyone but some people resort to the most animalistic natures right we saw it during the pandemic people get feral so having that actually shown there's too many times you have films where people it shows that everyone is friends and they get together and fight for the cut and it's just like no we, we know that doesn't always happen so in a dystopian film you want to be able to see that realism right, within the story, and that's what we get here, yeah, that's what we get here, people, and it is done extremely well, it really is, um, like, Alice Birch has done a very good job with the script, there's, there's some dark humor in here, right, but it's not trying to have these huge moments with all these laughs and blah, blah, no, but, as in everyday life, right? Even in the darkest times, someone can say something just so, sometimes just so off key or just so like such a 180 from the situation that it just, as you check yourself and just laugh, right? That's what happens, that's life. So, you know what I mean? That was perfect, that was perfect. 
I and the way um Bello decided to tell this story, you know, visually it's very striking. Very we get oh, these performances, man. These performances were so frigging good. Right? You you get the panic from coma right at the beginning. Biz, you know, she's heavily pregnant. Like heavily. Oh my god. It's like you see the belly and you're just like, how can you even move? That's fucking huge. You know what I mean? So she's so pregnant. It's like she's in the she has a bath, she's relaxing, and you hear the rain, right? And then you realize the rain is coming down hard. But obviously, as the rain is coming, right, the house is flooding a bit. Yet you just know, oh shit, she's going into labor, right? And she goes into labor. But we see that anxiety, that worry, then that fear of, fuck, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, she's in the house on her own at the time. She was talking to her husband on the phone, but, you know, he's not there. So she's, you know, stranded, as it were. And you believe that, right? You believe the, you know, the happiness of, um, you know, Joel Fry's parents, Mark Strong and Nina Sazania, right? You believe their happiness when they turn up, right? And their playful, you know, nature between the two of them, right? So you go, you go oh, that's a, yeah, that's a loving couple right there. You know, so you buy all of that. You then buy Fry's just despair later on in the film. You buy that completely. You want to shake him, right? You want to shake him and be like, yo, son, you've got responsibilities right now. You gotta fight through it. But you know it's tough, right? You know that's not an easy thing. And you buy all of that, you know, when um, Catherine Waterstone's character turns up, that's, you know, you, you buy that relationship, you know, the, the cast have done a tremendous job, really, like, this is not a, it's not a nice film, it's not a happy film, right, what this is, it's like that crazy, horrible weather that you get sometimes, you know, it's just torrential rain, right, when you've been, when you've been told that it should be an okay day, should be a nice day, and then it just buckets down, buckets down, but then, right, for an hour, half an hour, maybe, you get some, some sun, right, you get a pause from the bullshit, and you're like, oh, this is nice, and then the rain starts again, right, that's what this film is, right, you have these horrendous moments, and 
when I say horrendous moments, it's not necessarily, you know, like people killing people or, you know, stuff like that. But it's just a dire situation that, you know, our cast have found themselves in, right? This unrelenting hardship. And you just think, oh, my God, how, how do you get past this, right? How are you going to survive? So having that, but then these moments, right, these new relationships and situations, you just think, oh, yeah, that's nice. So that's what this film is. But throughout, even in those unrelenting times, this is just captivating. Right? It is so it's wonderful in the way it's been done you know, in its crafting, right, it, it's like when you look at a incredible chess set, and you look at those pieces, and you would be like, oh my god, that was done so well, just the, the, the skill and the detail, right, the time that has gone into perfecting this, and that's how you look at this film, you know, that detail, right, the way they've thought about all of these moments, all of these incidents, and how would people act, right, and that's what we're given, and then the cast reflect those emotions to us, so you buy it all, you know, we we get a little dance party, you know, um, I was gonna say halfway, through. I don't think it was halfway through, I think it's in the last bird, you know, as uh, you know, a a Cumberbatch turns up, which um, yeah, you know, it, it, and it's moments like that that you're just like, okay, yeah, but knowing, but then what, right? But it's just it's just well told, you know. The, the I think my only thing is I wasn't sure we needed the bath scene, you know. I don't really know if that gave us anything. But it is what it is, right? It's a female director, female writer, so they felt then, then so be it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I you know everything adds to. You know, it, it didn't really feel like there was a lot of fat here. You know, all the scenes kind of informed us on who these people were. Right, how they deal with these situations. You know, they, they, that's what this was. And and so, yeah, you get this just wonderful story. Wonderful in the fact that the way it's been done, like it's bleak as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's bleak as fuck, but it's incredible. It really is. And it's one of the, because it's a, I've seen that image so many times throughout festival season, right? Jodie Comer holding a baby. And like, so you know it's a film that has a regard around it, right? People have been talking about this film, looking at this film, because it's that image is just circled, circled. I didn't know this was, this what was, it's the film, right? But, I just, I've seen that image, 
right? So you, you look at that, which, and I do feel the image is kind of deceiving on what the film is, right? And even the synopsis, it's not fully what the film is. There's more to it. But I don't know if, like, you don't want to give too much away. So I'm not going to add anything to the synopsis or anything like that. But it's just, you you see that image and you wonder, what is this going to be? Or you can make assumptions on what this is going to be. It was going to be similar to, you know, some of the other things that we've seen. But, yeah, it's just really well done. You know, I think the the the, the music choices throughout work, and there's one bit where it is kind of this kind of like peeling music and it's growing in intensity, which is a bit like, oh, I hate the music, but I understand what it's doing, you know? But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely well worth the watch, people, you know? If you miss today's screening, don't worry because it will be back at the Royal Festival Hall tomorrow, Saturday the 14th, the penultimate day of the London Film Festival, and that is at 11.30am, right? So, definitely, definitely, you will want to see this, but, right, if you cannot get there if you cannot get to that screening don't worry right because right this is a signature film and they have informed me that it will be hitting cinemas on the 19th of january 2024 so if you cannot get a ticket for tomorrow's screening at the Royal Festival Hall, right, and you're not going to any other festivals this year, don't worry. The 19th of January 2024 is when you will have the opportunity to see this just remarkable film, right? The end we start from. So yeah, people, definitely, definitely check this one out. Okay, that's it for day 10. Two very different films, but really interesting. So um, yeah, all the release information is on the website, people. Go check it out. Check out our other episodes and our echo chamber proper episodes you know what i mean there's echoes from the void so much stuff enjoy it and we'll see you tomorrow